the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Cougar Tailgate. I'm your host, Lauren McClain, and I'm so excited to be sharing our brand new show with you. Here at the Cougar Tailgate, we're all about taking the BYU fan experience to listeners across the world and providing the opportunity to be as much of a part of the game as possible, no matter where you are. And before we get into this week, let's take a look back at how BYU and Tennessee fared in week one of college football. Twins left and right, play fake. Katoa picks up two blockers, running away as Wilson does well to evade two onrushing defenders. A stutter step, a takeoff, the 40, the 35-30, the 25-20, the 15-yard line for Zach Wilson! We wanted to start the show this week on a high note, as last week we were definitely feeling a little blue, to say the least. BYU lost its ninth consecutive game to our biggest rival from up north, the University of Utah. The Utes went into the locker room at halftime ahead with a score of 9-6. to The hope was still alive and well. However, following a touchdown in the third and fourth quarters by Utah, the Cougars were down 23-6 to with about 13 minutes left in the game. The nail in the coffin came with a Utah pick six, which widened the gap at 30-6 to with 12 minutes to go. BYU scored a touchdown with nine minutes left to make the final score 30-12. to So it'll be a third down snap. The clock will be under 40 at that point, and then we can take our final timeout to end the game. And Utah can take a win back to Salt Lake City. The nation's 14th-ranked team, the Utah Utes, will defeat the Cougs nine in a row. Nine not-so-fine from a BYU perspective. This loss marks the fourth consecutive loss against the Utes for head coach Kalani Satake and has become his first season-opening loss since taking the job in 2016. Now, the game wasn't all bad. There were flashes of greatness and moments that had us as BYU fans excited for the rest of the season. Attendance at the game this year was also encouraging, coming in at 96% with 61,626 seats filled. Way to go, fans. And hey, there's always next year. We're very familiar with that. And though it is the Cougars' ninth consecutive loss, BYU has also beaten Utah nine times in a row throughout the history of the rivalry. So there's hope and an end in sight. For now, we'll just have to look forward to the challenge that is in front of us today, the Tennessee Volunteers. Learn as much as we can from this and let it sting and hurt. Um, But we owe it to our fans and owe it to ourselves to, to really get going on the next one and uh, as much as this sucks, you know, we, we've got to find a way to learn from it and be better. And like you said, we, um, we just need to make the necessary adjustments and move on. Beauty's taking on a team who's also 0-1 to start the season. Tennessee lost its home opener to the Georgia State Panthers. So there are more than 200 boats that dock in the Tennessee River outside the stadium for every home game and sailgate. In what could be seen as a bad omen for the game, before the game had even started, a 42-foot boat in the Vol Navy caught on fire and ended up sinking in the Tennessee River. Luckily, no one was hurt. However, Tennessee ended up fumbling the ball on the second play of the game, which resulted in the Panthers recovering the ball and on the ensuing drive scored a touchdown to take the first lead of the game. The lead would bounce back and forth until eventually Georgia State would take control and end up winning 38-23. to This is the first time in the school's history that Georgia State has ever beaten a Power 5 school. And this game also marks the first time since 2008 that Tennessee has lost to a school from the Group of Five conferences and their first season opener loss at home since 1983. 
That's insane. If BYU is able to beat Tennessee this weekend, it will be the first time the Bulls have started a season 0-2 since 1988. I was two years old, my friends, two years old. Today, Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite to win the game, but they're also a 26-point favorite to beat Georgia State, so you never know. The head coach for Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, has mentioned that BYU's quarterback, Zach Wilson, reminds him of the 2012 Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Manziel. I don't know if that's good or bad. If Zach Wilson is able to have a Heisman Trophy-like performance, BYU should be able to add the Bulls to their win column for the season. BYU is familiar with the SEC, having players and coaches who have been in that conference. Needless to say, both teams have a lot to prove in today's game. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be chatting with a BYU fan deep in enemy territory this week. He'll be sharing with us what it's like to be a BYU fan living outside of Provo, the home of the Cougars. Don't go anywhere. Did you know the University of Tennessee has been playing organized football since 1891, and they claim six national titles? Let's keep it rolling. We're now under five hours until kickoff. All right, we're here with Seth Killingbeck. He's on the board of directors on the BYU Alumni Association, and he's currently residing in Nashville, Tennessee. Seth, thanks so much for being here with us. Oh, thanks for talking to me, Lauren. Excited to do it. Yeah, are you uh, excited for the game? We are really excited. We are, we are, we've been excited for a couple of years since they announced that uh, <laughs> BYU is going to come out to Knoxville and uh, play in Tennessee, and so we've been preparing probably since then. One of the bright spots of independence, I would say, is BYU travels all around the country to some storied venues, so it's, it should be a good game. We'll, we'll see, won't we? Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Seth, how did you end up in Tennessee? You know, my wife and I met at BYU, and uh, I grew up in Austin, Texas, but she was from Nashville, and uh, when it came down to it, she uh, she kind of won the contest of uh, where we were going to live, and it's been <laughs> great. We've been here for, I don't know, since 2007. Okay, so you've been there a while. Nashville's a phenomenal place. We love it. Yeah. We love it. So what's it like being a BYU Cougar fan away from Provo? You know, it's interesting out here in in uh, out in SEC country. It's it's uh, you know everything is about SEC schools and and uh, you know we were at Dollywood today. We had a bunch of <laughs> BYU fans actually out there and, and people asking you know where is where is BYU or you know that sort of thing. So so people don't know a lot about it necessarily. Some people do, but but a lot of people don't. There are a lot of BYU fans at Dollywood, huh? Just getting ready for the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, as part of the kind of weekend package we put together with the tailgate and the football game and the tickets and everything, we got some discounted tickets and had a little BYU day at Dollywood for the fans coming in from out of, out of town and out of state. Oh, that sounds like a blast. What else went into that, that weekend package that you're talking about? Uh, well, I mean, that was a lot of it. We we uh, we have that. We have a tailgate from 1 to 5 Eastern time, Uh Right in downtown Nashville, there's a like, or Knoxville. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh-huh. there's a big park about a 15 minute walk from the stadium, and we've got the National Parks uh, band coming out to play. Okay. And uh, another band's going to be opening for them, uh, Wild. And then uh, we've got lunch, and we've got uh, we flew out some BYU mint brownies on dry ice that we're going to have at the tailgate. <laughs> and so we're trying to 
you know, we're just trying to make it an awesome experience for families to come out and enjoy the game and, and just make a day of it. And then we added in the Dollywood kind of as an afterthought uh, a couple of months ago and, and have had a great response to that. There's a lot of blue at, at the uh, park today. That sounds awesome. I met him in Provo right now. Man, I wish I was out <laughs> Come on there. Out. Come on out. <laughs> so, so this year, Coach Satake, Coach Pope, and several athletes came to Nashville um, yeah. for the BYU Fan Fest. What was that like for you guys out there? That was awesome. The um, I will say, Erica Bailey is the uh, the head of the alumni chapter in Nashville now, and she has done a tremendous job over the years. And there's a very strong, um, very excited fan base in Nashville, and uh, and so we were thrilled to get the the fan fest come out to to Nashville, and and we had uh, I'm guessing around 800 fans or so out there that wow. came from you know some of them drove from you know as far as Indianapolis or, or Florida. Oh my gosh. To, to come to this, but you know we're just excited. We love BYU. There's a lot of passionate fans, and and uh, and to get BYU to come out here is just really exciting for us in any form. Right. That's one of the unique things about BYU is there are fans all over the country. So that's awesome to hear that they were coming from all parts uh, to yeah. see them in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. We have about 2,000 alums here in in uh, in Tennessee alone, I, I believe. Wow, that's fantastic. I need to move yeah. to Nashville. I've been saying that for a long time, but that's besides the point. Uh, so BYU fans in the South have a shirt that they're going to wear that says yeah. y'all on the front. Who yeah. came up with that idea? You know, that's funny. That was actually my wife, Gretchen. Really? Um, yeah, she just, uh, several years ago, we were at an alumni uh, chapter conference in Provo, and uh, and we were talking about, I don't know how it came up, but she said, you know, it would be really cool if we had a shirt with a with y'all for the South with the, with the Y logo. And we've just been waiting for the right opportunity to kind of deploy it. And so this seemed like it. And we've we've sold about 1,500 of them for the game. And we've just ordered a bunch more that were shipped in today to sell at the tailgate. Wow. We'll, we'll send you one, Lauren. We'll send you one. Oh, I would love it. I love those. Um, I've, I've just seen them on social media. And I'm like, i got to get my hands on one of those. What, what's been the reaction like from Tennessee fans when they see that shirt? You know, I think they think it's funny. I think a lot of them like it. In fact, um, I had a, an interview with a, a reporter from the Knoxville newspaper a couple of a weeks ago and, and uh, offered him uh, one of them, and, and he was excited to have it. And I sent it in the UT Athletic Office, the, the ticket office that I've been uh-huh. working with on the on the game tickets. They've had people that have asked for them, and, and so even UT fans you know, want them. I don't know what they want to do with them. but they, That was, was going to be my next question. Them. What are they going to do with those shirts? But maybe we don't want to know the answer Hopefully to that. Hopefully wear them after the game, right? Put them on in <laughs> yeah. the fourth quarter. <laughs> there you go. So you mentioned uh, just kind of the travel package that you put together, but there's obviously lots of amazing stuff to do in Tennessee. What local attractions do you recommend for fans that are they're traveling out there? You know, a lot of people, I think, flew into Nashville. Um, I don't know if it's cheaper flights or just a more direct uh, flight, but, but people have come into Nashville, and a lot of people have done a lot of the things there. There's the Country Music Hall of Fame. There's the Johnny Cash Museum. There's the, the Hermitage. There, there's a great art museum. There's a ton to do in Nashville. It's a booming city. Here in Knoxville, you know, you've got the great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is beautiful. I mean, the mountains don't compare to, to what we have in Provo. In fact, we've been joking around, but, our, well, I'll stay away from that right now. But, um, <laughs> but our Rocky Top is bigger. We have a logo that says our Rocky Top is bigger. Oh, that is awesome. That is really cool. The Smoky Mountain National Park is beautiful. Dollywood was, was great. Like I said, a lot of BYU fans, beautiful day. Um, you know, there's a lot of great hiking, a lot of waterfalls to hike around out here, a lot of outdoors things, which I know a lot of folks from Utah and, yeah. uh, enjoy. So there, there's a lot to do out here. Well, most people really like to eat, including myself. What are, what are some of the best places to eat out there? You know, I, I'm not as familiar with Knoxville. I couldn't tell you. Hattie B's Hot Chicken is a place that we took uh, Spencer and Jerem and, and some of the others when they were out here. 
uh, in Nashville, um, Knoxville. You know, a lot of people like the pork uh-huh. barbecue out here. Okay. And uh, there's a place, Calhoun's on the river here in Knoxville, that I've heard great things about, especially for those coming into town to, to play. So, Living in the volunteer state for a while now, have you caught yourself rooting for teams like Vanderbilt or UT or Belmont as long as they aren't playing BYU? <laughs> you know, it, it's tough. I have so much love for BYU, it's hard to cheer for another team under any circumstances. Um, <laughs> but I will say I take my son to some, we go to some Belmont basketball games, and they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah, that's a good team. That's but uh, but we haven't caught into any SEC teams, and I just I just can't split my loyalty like that. I'm all <laughs> I'm, in on the Cougars. I'm proud of you, Seth. <laughs> through, <laughs> Even through, in a bad year, I'm all through in. thick or thin. I love it. I love it. So okay. do you do you know the words to the Tennessee fight song "Rocky Top" by chance? Have you how many <laughs> you know, times have you heard it? I don't. My, my my daughter is in fourth grade, and she has to sing that as part of her fourth grade program at school. And she has actually petitioned her teacher to to sing the Cougar fight song as well. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so she was trying to teach me a little bit of it today on the or yesterday on the drive-in. But yeah, I, I don't I don't really know it. What, what <laughs> I, did I know the tune? Uh huh. You know some of the sure words. We'll hear it a lot tomorrow. I'm sure you will too. What did uh, your daughter's teacher say to her when she petitioned her to play the Cougar Fight song? I think she laughed it off. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, yeah, right." <laughs> yeah, no, this is Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you mentioned this a little bit, but what does it mean to you to be able to see BYU play in your state this weekend? It's just exciting, like you, like you said, with with independence. That's one of the cool things. Um, you know, I know people have different opinions on it, but I love the fact that that we've been able to play in Middle Tennessee State University. That we've been able to go to, you know, now to Knoxville to watch a game, to go to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, and and, and drive to places. You know, we don't have to fly out to to the Intermountain West to to watch BYU, and and that's been awesome. It's it's cool. It's cool to uh, to uh, to have the Cougars out here, and and. Uh, but we're just really trying to make the most of it and, and let people know who BYU is and what it stands for and, and make a positive impact here. I love that. Well, I think you're definitely making your mark. Like I said, on, on social media, I've seen things about the shirt and, and back and forth between Tennessee and BYU fans going on. So so something's <laughs> happening down there, and we, and we appreciate it. It's awesome. Um, here's my last question for you. What is yeah. your prediction for game, obviously BYU coming off that rough loss to Utah, Tennessee to Georgia State, so it's going to be an interesting game. What are your predictions for it? You know, I predict a great game. I think both teams are going to come out hungry. I think uh, I think both teams are, are storied programs that have a lot to prove on the field, and uh, you know, I, I don't think that's typical of Tennessee to to lose a game like they lost last week. So I wouldn't expect them to play like that again. And I think you know, I was out in, in Provo actually for the Utah game last week, and. Uh, and I saw a lot of positives from our team. I, I think uh, I think they played a very stout Utah defense, and uh, and I, I think it's going to be a good game, and I, I like the Cougars' chances. Oh, I like that. I agree with you. All right, Seth, thank you so much for taking the time with us, and go Cougs and have a blast at the game. Hey, thanks, Lauren. Talk All to right. you later. Talk to you I'll later. Shirt. <laughs> you got it. Once again, we want to thank Seth Killingbeck. He's on the board of directors on the BYU Alumni Association, currently residing in Nashville, Tennessee. When we come back, we'll talk with The Rock, BYU student fan section, and get their perspective on the season. Did you know that the pride of the Southland band has been playing at Tennessee games for over a hundred years? And at the beginning of every home game, they create a tee on the field for the players to run through. Well, 
What's up, everybody? Football is back, and we're all extremely excited about it, especially the student section, The Rock. It's been a long time since they've been able to cheer from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And before the Utah game last week, there were a bunch of campers camping out around the stadium. So we decided to go around and ask them what they think of this season and what their expectations are for the football team. This is Rock Talk on Cougar Tailgate. I'm excited for football season to see how the team does. We've got a really strong schedule this year, so we've got a chance to do something big this year. I obviously don't think we'll go undefeated, but I think we'll go. I think we'll end the season with two losses and a good bowl game. I feel like this season will go great because of the energy and enthusiasm from the student section. And they're going to show up this year. It's our year. Oh, dude, we, we are primed for a good season, right? Zach Wilson, he's looking strong. His shoulder's back and ready to go. We got Tyson with our uh, transfer running back. I bet there's an improvement. I'm hoping eight wins in the regular season and nine in the bowl game. So that'd be a step in the right direction, I think. We got a, a tough slate for the first four games, but then when it clears up, and I think there's a lot of winnable games down the road. I'm very excited for football season to be back. And one of the main reasons I'm excited for that is because it's just a great time for all of us to come together as friends and to just support our team, support the players, and really just come together. Yeah, I'm super excited for it to be back. Summer got pretty boring without sports talk, and the last couple weeks have been super great having sports again and being able to talk football again, and college football is the best thing. It just makes the fall that much better. Yeah, I'm excited for football season to be back. I'm from Texas, so I love football. I'm excited to see if BYU shows up this year. I think we can go, you know, 5-1 and one against the last half of our schedule. I think we can win one more against the P5 schools. So I think we can win, you know, eight or nine games this season at best. I think it'll be a pretty good season. Yeah, I'm excited for football to be back after the break. Um, I've never actually watched BYU football before, so it'll be interesting to see um, what the team's like, what color their uniforms are. Um, I hear they have some new color blue, but that, that might be within a few, like a few years ago. I think we have a lot of good athletes this year uh, that have a lot of potential, but I think morale is huge. So if we win these first few important games, then that's going to set the tone for the rest of our season. So this is a big game for us. I'm hopeful that this season will go well. The past couple of years have kind of been eh. So I'm really hopeful that we will have a great season and I'm ready to cheer my heart out. Well, if it was up to the faith of the fans, we would be top of, we would win it all. There would be no stopping us if it was just up to our faith. But I do think that we will go far this season. I'm excited for that. I think we can pull another hard win out of the first four games and probably go 2-2 two and two or possibly even 3-1 and one and be able to just hold a good run through the season and be able to pull out a better season than we have in the last few years. I feel like this season's our comeback season. we got a new quarterback, new student section, in a sense. So I think it's going to be a great season. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think that we've got a good-looking team. Uh, definitely a lot more mature than the team we had last year, and I think their unity is going to be a lot better. So I'm excited to see how they play. I think that it's going to be good. I think that we've got a lot to prove. And I think we can do it. I think we'll do well. Oh, man. Well, things didn't quite go as expected. 
the students were nonetheless let down just a little bit. So we went around once again around campus to see how their expectations have changed just a little bit after week one. Well, I hope they do good. Um, yeah, I love watching BYU football. And, um, uh, you know, although we started with a poor loss at the beginning of the season, um, yeah, I think we could see some success this year. Um, that's, I guess, what I'm feeling. So, yeah. I really hope that it goes well. And I'm really excited. I'll definitely be there at the games and be supporting BYU. Um, so I don't know BYU's ins and outs of their schedule, but I know a couple of their games. And, I mean, it'll be fun because they got good competition. But I think they'll struggle in several games and hopefully be able to pick up the slack with the, the teams that are not so good on their schedule. Well, it kind of definitely started at a low point. It's a little bit sad, disappointing, but, you know, we started from the bottom, right? So we can only go up, so it'll be good. It was a rough loss for sure, but I think we have a lot of potential, um, a lot of good players. It certainly can't go down from here, so we got, we got a lot of distance to climb. I'm not even scared for them. I'm sure that they're going to kill it in all their other games, so yeah. <laughs> I'm a little rattled. I've been told that Zach Wilson spent his whole offseason studying film, but it didn't seem apparent in his first showing. Uh, I also am concerned that Tyson Williams is not getting the ball enough, that we're trying to go out of the shotgun every single play, and we're not playing to our strengths. So you got Jeff Grimes up there saying that the offensive line is the strong unit on the team, but we're not showcasing them. We're not giving Tyson a lead blocker. So honestly, I'm worried you roll up to Tennessee SEC football and you're just going to get punched in the mouth. So we've got we've to play to our strengths and we've got to identify who we are as a team. I think as a university we can step it up and we're hopeful for the future and our next game's coming up. Yeah. Well, I feel like the loss against Utah is definitely a setback. I think that there were a lot of good things that we saw during the game. The drives that happened well were pretty solid, and so as long as we can minimize the mistakes that happened, especially on the way of the offense, I think that going forward that it still could end up being a good season despite this early loss. I think that they have a really great support system with all the students and fans, so I think that will motivate them and that they'll be able to do well because of that. Good thing BYU fans are extremely loyal, including The Rock. They're still very hopeful for tonight against Tennessee. That was Rock Talk. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to running back Tyson Williams and also talking a little bit about the most iconic things with Tennessee football. Did you know after the 1997 college football season, Peyton Manning won the Maxwell Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, and the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, but fell just short of the Heisman. UT is still waiting on that first Heisman Trophy win. yards gained so far on this drive. Shotgun snap to Zach. Handoff Tyson Williams. Tyson first down and more. 25-20 and the Cougars in the red zone. Tyson Williams busts his first big play. 
Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm your host, Lauren McLean. Last week, I spoke with running back Tyson Williams, who is a grad transfer from South Carolina. So he's very familiar with the SEC and Tennessee, one of the only guys that have played in their stadium. So I sat down with him and asked him what he thought of tonight's matchup with Tennessee and what BYU and his teammates should expect going on to that field. What's the impact of Tennessee losing to Georgia State on BYU? Um, I think for us, just you kind of see that, you know, they had a lesser opponent and they just kind of went in and executed, stuck to the game plan. So um, I think for us, um, we just go in there and execute. I think we'll be fine. You've played against Tennessee before at Neyland Stadium. What's that, what's that like in playing in front of those fans? Yeah, I think just coming out, um, it's a great venue. Um, I remember the first time I went there just looking around, just kind of taking it all in. But um, going, you know, my, for my second time, I just just ready to get a win with the guys, so um, that'd be pretty much it. You seem like you're all business this year. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I have a whole lot of opportunities left. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's just kind of the situation. Just being aware of the situation and um, just noticing, you know, the time is ticking down. So you know, you just want to, uh, you know, be grateful for the opportunities, but you know, make the most of them. Yeah. How did this team get over? Utah, that Utah lost, and prepare for another big Power 5 opponent. Yeah, so, I mean, once you kind of check out the film, um, the next day, um, you kind of had to put it to, put it to rest, you know, because like I said, we have a, a Tennessee team, you know, SEC opponent, so, um, you know, we have to be on our best game, you know, going to them. So, um, you know, like I said, once you, you know, check out the film and you uh, make those corrections, you have to be ready to move on. This is kind of a unique question for you because you've played Tennessee and a bunch of big teams throughout your entire career, but what kind of opportunity do you feel like it is, especially this week for BYU, to be able to go on the road and play a big opponent like Tennessee? Yeah, I just think, like I said, you'd be um, on a national uh, stage. So it's just a, a huge opportunity you know, for us to go um, into SEC territory. You know, for you know, I know they have a lot of fans, you know, in the area, but who they may not know or may know about BYU. So this is an opportunity for us to prove who we are, you know, as a football team and uh, go in there and get um, get a win. What do you feel like a win on the road would mean for BYU? Uh, I just think it would just propel us going through the rest of the season, um, just coming off, um, you know, a big rivalry game. Um, didn't go, you know, as we planned, but um, just going into a hostile environment such as Tennessee, um, I think it'll do it'll do great for us. What in what areas do you expect to be better as a whole as a team this week? Uh, honestly, just cleaning up the mistakes that we made, um, you know, across the board. You know, we we did some things that you know we had repped a bunch of times going through training camp and even throughout the summer. So, um, just the critical things that we, we just can't have. Um, I think that'll just put us in a greater position um, to come out with a win. And coming coming from a big school and and being at fall camp with BYU and now I've played the game with them. What do you feel like makes uh, this team unique for you? Um, I just feel like the togetherness of everybody, um, even you know, um, offense, defense, special teams. Um, I just feel like everybody just is is one. You know, you just kind of feel like you know whatever happens, regardless, like we have each other's back. And so that's just one thing that I, I just took in, you know, even after that first game. That was Tyson Williams, BYU's starting running back. He's a grad transfer from South Carolina, deep in the heart of SEC country. 
We're excited to see what he could do in today's game. All right, along with Cougar Tales, of course, a six-pack of root beer is a must-have at any tailgate. So here's a six-pack of questions about this week's opponent. Cole, take it away. All right, this is either or. Would you take Rocky Top or Down the Field? Listen, I think the title Down the Field, I just don't like it. Rocky Top just sounds so much cooler than Down the Field. So I'm going to go with Rocky Top. That's the current fight song for Tennessee right now. Is and, it not? And officially, yeah. the reason I ask is because officially Down the Field is their fight song. Oh. It's just no one knows that or knows the words to it or could sing it. Whereas everyone knows, oh, Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I think Tennessee needs to officially change that to Rocky Top. What do you think? I, I agree. I take Rocky Top. <laughs> I take Rocky Top too. All right, number two. Number two. Smokey the actual dog or Smokey the mascot? Listen, I'm going to go with a real animal all day long. And if you look up what Smokey the actual dog looks like, he is adorable. He's absolutely adorable. And he runs in front of the team at every home game, leads the team out. And it's just, I mean, it's it's so tender. Cute little hound. Hound, is he intimidating? Absolutely not. Is he darling and cute? Yes. yes he, he reminds is. me of the fox and the hound hound yes, is what he, he looks like. Yep, he does. Smokey the mascot is is also endearing, but nothing like an actual animal, an actual cute dog. And this is Smokey the 10th that we're on right now by this point in 2019. Uh, right, Many Smokies, Smokies have taken up the Smokey mantle. <laughs> I love it. All right, what's number three? Number three is in a battle of UT... Orange and white teams, are you taking Tennessee orange or Texas burnt orange? All right. Well, hear me out, Cole. It is six years to the day that Taysom Hill had his huge game against Texas. I seem to remember that game. Yes. So I'm going to go with the burnt orange for the fact that BYU kind of owns Texas at this point of time. And so when I see burnt orange... It's more endearing than regular orange, you know, because it takes me back to when Taysom Hill leaped over, you know, that Texas guy to get into the end zone. And my goodness, those were the days. Those so, were the days. So after today, my favorite, my new favorite will be Tennessee Orange because this will be the win that gets us back on track for the 2019 season. But you're absolutely right. That that just extra little burnt orange look to it, I think, is just more collegiate. And it, of course, has the, the more endearing memories as a BYU fan right. beating Texas. Yeah, and I hope you're right about Tennessee. We'll find out. There's hope. All right, number four. Number four, checkered out or a whiteout. I'm going to go with the whiteout. I just think the solid, yeah, but listen, (laughs) the solid color is just more intimidating when you look out. I think when you look out into the stands and you see every single person, there's just more unity and there's just, it's more intimidating if a fan section has one color. So I'm going to go with the whiteout. The checkered out is cool. Like, I think it looks cool. There's something to be said for that coordination. The fact that you can, like, go online and search which section you're going to be in, (laughs) see if you're supposed to wear orange or white Mm -hmm. that day. And the pattern looks beautiful in the daytime. What the whiteout has is when you have a night game whiteout, the whole stadium just glows, and it seems like you can see it from space. I I come from Penn State country, and Mm. we have a pretty decent whiteout over there as well. A whiteout... Uh, here or there or anywhere is definitely my favorite. Well, in, in checkered, I mean, it's just there's too much work that's put into it. If you're a fan, <laughs> if you have to go online, you have to look up where you're sitting. No, nah, I just want someone to be like, you know what, wear white or wear blue and show up. 
and you can you can like have white t-shirts out it's so easy to do a white out right yes. everyone's got a white t-shirt somewhere in their closet whereas you know maybe you wore the wrong color that day and you're that one little white <laughs> dot in the middle of the orange it just messes everything up that's right that's right and the checkered could mess with to be fair it could mess with uh, some players eyes if they're looking out into the, mm. the stadium but uh, no I'm still going with the white out okay. all right number five are you taking SEC the southeastern conference or the field Lauren, as the best college conference? I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to go with SEC being the best conference, right? I mean, they have they have normally the best teams uh, that win the national championship, Alabama. Um, they have the most storied programs. They usually get the best athletes in the country going to SEC. But that being said, do I want SEC to always be the best ah, conference? No, I go. do not. <laughs> I don't want that. But are they currently the best conference in the country? Yes. Yes, they are. The first time I remember this kind of conversation having a national attention was when Tiger Woods was the end-all and be-all of golf. And the choice was between, do you want Tiger Woods to win this next major thing or literally anyone else? Right, and I right. would always take the field. And there was a time where you'd you'd always be wrong if that's what you picked. But just by sheer numbers, I'm taking the field. The SEC can't be good forever. Nick Saban's got to retire someday. <laughs> um, and I've I've got hope for Don't that parody. I've got hope for just college football staying interesting. That it's not just Alabama every single year. Um, I want the field. Yeah, I want the field. But the the answer is this. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. All right, number six. The last one in our six-pack questions, Tennessee grad edition. Are you taking Reggie White or Peyton Manning? Oh, man, they're both – they are both legends. Reggie White is a legend from the 80s and 90s, but I'm going to go with Peyton Manning just because he was more my era. He was more of a guy that I watched – in the late 90s, 2000s, and what did he retire? How many years has it been? And mid-2015. Well, that's what yeah, and... I think that's what it was. He, the longevity of that man is, is fantastic. But Peyton Manning, I just think he's a phenomenal guy on and off the field. Oh, yeah. And, um, and Reggie White probably was as well. The um, Minister of Defense, absolutely. I know, no, totally. I just, like I said, we've just been able to watch Peyton Manning, what he can do on and off the field. Now he's doing commercials with uh, Brad Paisley, country <laughs> star, and he's hilarious. I think Peyton Manning's so funny. He could, he can kind of do it all. But So I'm going to go with Peyton Manning as the most legendary Tennessee football grad. And I am going to stick with that mantra of defense wins championships. I want Reggie White on my team because he was one of the best pass rushers in an era when they first started counting sacks. He became the first great sack master Mm -hmm. of the NFL. He was one of the first players to really show us what free agency was going to mean in the NFL as well when he left Philadelphia and went to Green Bay and won Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl there with Brett Favre. I... I love getting after the quarterback, and I think the only reason Peyton Manning was so good is because no one figured out how to get after him. If he had Reggie White lining up opposite him <laughs> every single Sunday, he wouldn't have been the legend. Hey, that could be true. I know Reggie he, Reggie White honestly was a legend, but for BYU fans, Peyton Manning was throwing balls to Austin Colley. Austin Colley was a Ooh, BYU grad. Right, right. You know, and went to the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, and, and Austin Colley was one of Peyton's favorite targets. You know, before Austin Collie started getting a bunch of head injuries and concussions and things, and he had to eventually quit football. But that that connection right there with the BYU and Tennessee, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning certainly has fun as well. He was the first quarterback to kind of stand up and direct the band when they played Rocky Top. <laughs> he always knows how to have a good time. 
Yeah, he does. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Cole. Absolutely. Coming up, we're going to tell you some random facts, and maybe some facts you didn't even want to know, about Tennessee. So don't go away. Did you know that the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta, Georgia, has 24 volunteers enshrined in its halls, tied for fifth most among any collegiate program? The NFL Hall of Fame in Canton has two former volunteers, Reggie White and Doug Atkins. skipping class in order to tailgate. So here's your daily dose of higher education with College Football History 101. I'll be your professor today. The University of Tennessee football team began playing in Nayland Stadium back when it was Shield Watkins Field in 1921. The stadium was completed the same year as historic Ayers Hall. You could see the tall new tower and its subtle checkerboard pattern on top from almost anywhere on campus, including the stadium. Now, while Nalen can sit over 102,000 screaming volunteer fans today, it was a smaller stadium then and had an open north end zone facing Ayers Hall and that beautiful checkered architecture. Their coach from the 20s through the 40s, General Robert Nalen, was known for telling his players, don't stop until time runs out or until you reach the checkerboard, and once you get there, get there again. Or more directly, charge the checkerboard. Yes, that's General Nayland. The stadium's future namesake was voted Defensive Coordinator of Sports Illustrated's All-Century College Football Team. He coached over 100 shutouts in his career at UT, including holding every team they played in 1939 scoreless the last time a Division I NCAA team accomplished that feat. And that was his life on the field. He was stationed in France during World War I after graduating and playing football at West Point. After winning the national championship in 1940, he took a break from football again to serve his country, this time in the Second World War. Brigadier General Nayland returned to coach the Vols in 1946 and immediately won the SEC in his first year back. The stadium was given his name the year after his passing in 1962. By 1964, his iconic Charge the Checkerboard line was integrated onto the field when they painted the end zone in orange and white squares for the first time. The checkered end zones took a hiatus during the hard artificial turf years of the 70s and 80s, but returned in 1989. Today it takes the grounds crew about 80 gallons of paint and two days of work to make those squares perfect for the team. And now the fans have taken the checkered pattern beyond the field and into the stands. After seeing several fan bases white out or black out their stadium, one industrious fan photoshopped what it would look like if the fans checkered Nalen in their famous orange and white. Then the power of social media willed it into existence for a game against rival Florida in 2014. It resulted in one of the most stunning sights in college football to see fans work together in a coordinated effort. The checkered pattern and the man behind Nayland Stadium are key parts of college football history. And that concludes your higher football education for the week. And that concludes our show, The Cougar Tailgate, a production of BYU Radio. We enjoy bringing fans together. There's about four hours until game time. So go Cougs. We'll see you next week.